Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder is accused of masterminding an enormous corruption scheme to bail out First Energy's nuclear plants, a corruption scheme funded to the tune of $60 million by First Energy. That is the story of the day on this episode of the Wake Up Morning Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Wednesday, July 22nd. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. First Energy paid $60 million to corrupt Ohio government as it successfully sought a billion-dollar bailout for its obsolete nuclear plants, using that money to get Larry Householder elected Speaker of the House so he could do First Energy's bidding, according to a federal indictment unsealed Tuesday. The money helped elect what prosecutors call Team Householder, a group of people who, once they got into the state house, would elect Householder as their speaker. Householder then rammed through a bill to bail out the nuclear plants. When opponents began a referendum drive to have voters reject the bailout, First Energy provided Householder with millions of dollars to illegally undermine that effort and keep the bailout on the books, the indictment says. It's a staggering document that also accuses former Ohio Republican Party chairman Matt Borges, also a close ally of former Governor John Kasich, of doing the dirty work to undermine that referendum effort. Householder Borges and others accused in the scheme were arrested Wednesday. Governor Mike DeWine called on Householder to resign. An indictment unsealed Wednesday accused First Energy of paying $60 million to fund a corruption scheme orchestrated by Ohio House Speaker Larry Householder, and it throws the state's politics into a blender. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is not implicated in the corruption, but he did promote and sign the nuclear bailout bill that was the aim of the corruption. Does that weaken DeWine? What does the indictment mean for Republican Attorney General Dave Yost? He did nothing to investigate the corruption, preferring to spend his time pursuing an investigation of Democrats in Cuyahoga County. What does the indictment mean for members of the so-called Team Householder, people who were hand-picked by Householder to run for office specifically so they could elect him Speaker? Do they come off as stooges and puppets? Will they get thrown out of office in November, or are their districts so gerrymandered that they may remain? Prosecutors have made clear they expect to charge more people. Will members of Team Householder be next? We now know that the death of the green energy movement in Ohio in 2019 was the result of a corrupt scheme by First Energy, according to a federal indictment unsealed Wednesday. First Energy spent $60 million in bribes to get a billion-dollar bailout of its obsolete nuclear plants, paying House Speaker Larry Householder to ram the bailout through the legislature and then kill off an opposition effort to put it on the ballot. But the bailout also negated all of Ohio's green energy efforts, which run counter to First Energy's interests. Economic development leaders say that not having a green energy program makes Ohio far less attractive to young and educated job prospects. Did corruption do in green energy in Ohio? Ohio Governor Mike DeWine has said one of his worst fears is that Ohio, if people become reckless, could become overrun by the coronavirus in the style of Florida, Texas, and Arizona. 
So far, however, the evidence suggests that Ohio is nowhere close to those states for rising cases. And Ohio isn't on a path toward that either, based on the cases reported so far. Our data guru, Rich Exner, adjusted per capita numbers for a comparison of the four states, which have widely different populations. All four states had roughly the same case numbers at some point over the last month. But the new case rate in Texas is now three times that of Ohio. It's three and a half times higher for Arizona and four and a half times higher for Florida. So for Ohio, this is actually very good news. Forest City Brewery is closing its tap room in the Duck Island neighborhood indefinitely because of the coronavirus. In a Facebook post explaining the decision, the brewery's owners said that although no employees or customers, to their knowledge, have tested positive for the coronavirus, they could no longer take the risk of allowing the public in the building. The brewery said while it tried its very best to do the right thing and protect the health of employees, customers in the neighborhood, they still had a difficult time dealing with patrons who refused to wear masks, maintain safe social distances, or follow the rules set by the city and the state. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Check out our This Week in the CLE podcast for a full discussion of the corruption case that broke on Tuesday. 